With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the world famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn. iTunes, radio loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Chiggy Jaguar app. Available in the App Store. We got a big 2018 coming. And for once, I'm not beating my wife. That's somebody else. iHeartRadio today. It is iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com, tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Lots of cool stuff going on. And uh, we are going to go to... Um, what is this? It's not working. The app isn't working. Try installing it again. What does that even mean? Shut up. Shut up, eh. Shut up, eh. Lots of things happening. Lots of things happening today. Lots of things going on. And, uh... Ah, lots of stuff happening. Gonna be leading... A town hall. That's what I'm doing. It's Christmas time in the big city. Actually, when this airs, it will not be Christmas time anymore. It will be the middle of January when this airs. <laughs> That'll be when it happens. Um, we are going to go to our first guest here on our big broadcast. And uh, Paul is going to join us here in just a few moments. We know that Paul's not a wife beater. Alleged wife beater. Remember, you have to say allegedly when you say it. You have to say allegedly. Hello. And I believe there is Hello. Dr. Paul. How are you, Dr. Paul? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, who's this? This is James Lowe from KJAG Radio and iHeartRadio. We had a radio interview scheduled for around this time, so I was calling you for that. Okay, no one told me about it. <laughs> okay. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here, but well, I, 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 did not, I had no idea. Okay, well, I got a confirmation from someone who said that... Uh, we were going to be able to have you on today to discuss... Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here. I believe it's the Ice Merchant. Uh, let me see here. No, that's not me. Okay, well, I have a, uh, I have a cell phone number here. Um, let me see here, Paul. I don't have a cell phone. Okay, well, 514-739-9274, is that you? That's me. Okay. <laughs> that's the number that I dialed. Uh, let me see here. Okay, now, first of all... Okay, I have a, uh, I have a confirmed, uh, call Dr. Paul at 514-739-9274, uh, today, and we are supposed to be, sched we are supposed to be talking with you about the Me Too movement, as the Me Too movement become merely a hunting down of heterosexual males. Sure looks like it. Dr. Paul Nathanson. Right. That's right. Um, now, first of all, before we get to that, can I, I just have your name? My name is James Lowe, L-O-W-E, and I'm with iHeartRadio. And I confirmed this okay. interview What's with a gentleman. Um, I, I confirmed this interview with a gentleman by the name of Jonathan O'Neill. I don't know that person. Um, what is the title okay. of this? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the publicist is uh, Jonathan O'Neill from Pubulus PR. Okay, I don't need that. I need the title of the show. So the title of the show is uh, amfm247.com. 
AM. FM. 7.com. 247.com. FM. 247.com. Yes. So, on the east, what city? Where are you? We, we are located in Hutchinson, Kansas, but we are live on 50 stations across the country and around the world. Okay, just, but where are you? I am in Hutchinson, Kansas. Okay. Hutchinson, Kansas. And the um, the station is like the station is iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. I I Heart Radio. Okay. Um and uh let's see, what else do I need to know? The station up Excuse me, Doctor Paul Nathanson? Hello? Excuse me, did you say something, Dr. Ball? Yes, yes. Do you have, does the station have call letters? Yes, K-J-A-G. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, I guess. Well, if you want to proceed, we can. If oh, not... Oh, by the way, one thing. <laughs> yes, Dr. No, no, Ball. I'll, yes, I'm Dr. Ready. Ball. But... W- well, when you introduce me, you need to say that I have done my research jointly with Catherine Young. Okay, not a problem. I will do that. Catherine Young. And you can introduce me as a, a researcher in religious studies at McGill University. Okay. I've got your intro here that was sent to me by Jonathan, so I will I will use that, but I'll also use yours as well. I've got to call our co-host. Give me about 20 seconds here to bring him on the line. I'll be okay, with you. Okay, the co-host is Nate. Who's that? He is Jay Izzo, I-Z-S-O. Okay. And he is the Internet Doctor. Okay. Okay, give me about 20 seconds here, Doctor. Okay. Hello, James. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Jay is uh, with us today. Um, We have got... This this could be a barn burner, or this could be, I don't know what this could be, but we've got a uh, great guest with us today, joining us along with Dr. Jay Izzo, the Internet Doctor. We have an expert with us today. Has the Me Too movement become merely a hunting down of heterosexual males? Sure looks like it as the uh, topic today. That's what our expert says, and he's uh, Dr. Paul Nathanson. He has done his research along with Catherine Young, and uh, he is with us today here on our broadcast. He is an intersexual dialogue academic, and together with Dr. Catherine K. Young, have defined the field of misandry in our culture. They are authors of Spreading Misandry, the Teaching of Contempt for Men in Popular Culture, Legalizing Misandry from Public Shame to symptomatic discrimination against men, replacing misandry, a revolutionary history of men, and sanctifying misandry, goddess ideology, and the fall of man. And we welcome to Skype Audio, Dr. Paul Nathanson. How are you, Dr. Paul? Thank you very much. Fine. And uh, Dr. Paul, first of all, um, for folks out there who don't know what the term misandry is, define it for myself and Dr. J. Izzo. Mm-hmm. Well, um, misandry is the, fi- the the sexist counterpart of misogyny, and I mm-hmm. I assume that everybody by now knows what misogyny is. So, misogyny is hatred of women. Misandry is hatred of men. Yeah, hi, Doctor Paul. Yeah, this is kind of a hot topic right now, isn't it? Because this whole Me Too movement is it really about? Uh, is it real? What is this? What is it really about? I mean, at this point, because I'm, I, I listen. I, it, 
the, some of these guys are perverts and they need to be called out as they are. But then again, I'm starting to see where people are making accusations just because they're guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. I mean, I think that uh, part of the impetus for this is that uh, women have decided they've had enough with um, intimidation at the workplace. I think that that word is the key word, I think. But it's gone much further because um, the definition of sexual harassment has been broadened so far that it includes much more than intimidation. It includes everything from hearing a lewd joke uh, or, or seeing a, a lewd comic strip on someone's desk, uh, somebody who looks at a woman too long, um, someone who asks about, you know, uh, or, or compliments a woman on her appearance. I mean, these are all things that are, I think, way, way beyond anything that should be called harassment. Um, and so I guess I, I would say that there's something here much broader and deeper than the the uh, the stated idea of clamping down on sexual harassment. I think that there, and and in fact, if you, I mean, I've been spending weeks and weeks reading, you know, every article in the Times, and the New York Times has three or four articles every day on this, and I've read the blogs, and the the comments on the blogs are are very interesting because. You know, when people hide behind anonymity, they can say whatever they want, and they right. do say a lot of things uh, that generalize to all men. Right, right, and 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 by the way, I I think if people aren't paying attention, you are absolutely correct. We've broadened the definition of what sexual harassment is to the point where there is there there's no right answer. By the way, if you're a guy. Okay, I mean, there's just absolutely no right answer. You can't, if you walk down the street and you happen to turn your head, and you, even if you, it, it could be construed as sexual harassment. I, I, I felt intimidated because he looked at me, right? Well, that's, 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 I mean, it, it's really, it's making it difficult uh, as a male to actually be able to walk the streets without being that's accused. Right. That's right. By the way, the uh, sexual harassment can even include rape. So the legal definitions for all these things is getting very, very blurry. Um, now, this, this, all of this, this is not new. This has been going on in university campuses for at least sure. 10 years. Sure. Um, however, it's now um, become part of uh, everyday life in the culture as a whole. So there's something really interesting going on. And frankly, I would call it a moral panic, which is another word for a witch hunt. Uh, But a moral panic really is about um, whenever society as a whole becomes very anxious and tense and needs some kind of a scapegoat to relieve its tensions, then you get this kind of a witch hunt. We've had lots of them in, in history. You know, you can go back to Salem. Sure. For the original American witch hunt, but then we've had others. We had the Red Scare in the 1950s, and then we had the the panic over recovered memory syndrome and satanic ritual abuse, and and you know all these things. So there's a pattern here, and somebody and has got to call these people out, and it's undermining the entire legal system because basically, they're 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 um, they're bypassing the courts of law. Basically, they say if somebody is accused um, and that destroys a career, um, just by accusation, it's not even necessary to have evidence to prove it in court. Right. Well, you're right. I mean, I was I was having a conversation uh, with a young lady the other day, and the truth of the matter is, we are no longer a judicial system that is innocent till proven guilty. It is you are guilty until proven innocent. That's right. And, That's right. And, it's called and, vigilante justice. It is. And by the way, we're watching this happen in in Venezuela right now, oh. uh, in, in mass. And so, mm. uh, in mass, we're watching that happen. But we're we're this is. I don't know where the end of this is, but I can promise you, from my own psychological perspective, 
that I don't see anything good coming out of this at all. I, a matter of fact, as the one young lady I, uh, that I was happened to be speaking with was a group of women. She said to me, and I quote, "If I w- it sucks to be a man in today's world. She said, I'm just telling you, it sucks to be a man. And she goes, I feel horrible for him. And well, I mean, that's um, actually a surprising number of women have actually written about this now from that point of view. So it's not as if women are, are completely beyond reason. Um, but, of course, they're not the ones who count because they're not the ones who, who, who set the pace by accusing anyone. Um, I mean, I think that these moral panics last for about five or ten years. They do um, uh, great damage. They undermine not only individuals who are accused, but also the legal system, as I say. Um, so, uh, but I think that, you know, I don't know what the end will be. I, you know, look, look what happened in France during the revolution. It turned into the reign of terror. Now, how do you think that was solved? Ultimately, it was solved by installing a dictator named Napoleon. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's a dangerous situation, very dangerous. It is a dangerous situation. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really think people are not taking this seriously. But it, it is very, very, very serious situation. We have people crawling out of the woodwork who can make things up right now and destroy people, and they don't even have to have any credibility. There has to be zero credibility, and they can completely destroy the lives of people. And if people don't understand that that's problematic, then they're the ones with the problem, the real problem, how problematic this is. And I, again, I don't have an answer to this because I think you're right. I think what's going to end up happening in all of this, there's going to be a whole lot of collateral damage before this ever gets better. And I, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're bringing this, you and Catherine are bringing this to the, to the attention of the world. But we, we need another answer because, uh, it's, it's, it's going to get worse before this gets well, better. We, Would you not if, agree? If there's any answer, we've got to get men in the public square saying something instead of just crumbling and cowering in the corners waiting for somebody to attack them. We've got to really get men in the public square talking. So far, the only people talking are are women. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few men who talk because they are feminists, um, but that's not the same as having a voice for men. Um, now, what, uh, let me just tell you what really worries me the most. It's the effect that this is having um, on the ability of boys and young men to establish a healthy identity as men. That's what I call identity harassment. And that's been going on for 40 years. Nobody seems to care, but the results are, are coming in. I mean, we've got, we've got young men who are dropping out of school, dropping out of society altogether, on whether it's because of drugs or, or criminal activity, um, We've got uh, a, a high rate of suicide, much higher than for women. Um, we have men who are um, tuning out of fatherhood because fatherhood has come to be seen as something like um, assistant motherhood at best and at worst a luxury that women don't need because they can afford to get help from the state. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, now, you know, uh, I, my, my concern here for masculine identity, this is not a problem that came out of the blue. It's been, it's been festering, really, um, Catherine and I are saying, from uh, the beginning of the agricultural revolution about 12,000 years ago, but it's gaining steam. And the, the mm-hmm. process involved the loss of the male body as a symbol for some contribution to society that's distinctive and necessary. Um, and now the male body is being pilloried. I mean, even male sexuality um, is being seen as something sinister. Um, and, of course, women are suffering from that, too, because, you know, they're being taught that they can't enjoy sex. This is a new kind of Puritanism. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just think of all these ways in which the harm is being done, and it's only just begun. Right. Well, and it's subtle. That's the that's the that's the thing that people don't realize, and because we don't, right? You, you don't realize that if you gain weight a quarter pound at a time, that you're gaining weight, because it's all very very subtle. And so we're having we're seeing this subtle transition, and dare I say, demasculinization, uh, and almost defeminization. It it it, it appears to me that. Uh, you know, if you're a very masculine male, you're a horrible human being, right? And if you are a, uh, if you're a, a tremendously feminine female, you're a horrible human being. It's, it's, it's as if they want, uh, an androgynability. They want right, interchangeability. An right. It's an androgynous society. So what we want to do is we want to bring everybody and into androgyny. In, in towards the middle, because then there's no difference. And the fact of the matter is that there is. I mean, that's well, sorry. Of course there is. is. Of course there's a difference. You know, to put this in historical context, you know, we came out of that sexual revolution with the pill, and the idea was that finally women could do exactly what men were doing and enjoy sex and uh, have no responsibilities. But then, guess what? About... 20 years later, women began to realize that they didn't want the same things that men wanted. They found that kind of sex impersonal and dehumanizing, and they were afraid of the results. So then I think it's within that context of women changing their mind about the sexual revolution that we get this this intense desire to just get rid of it altogether and go back to some Puritan notion of sexuality. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think this is the Puritan notion. It's a different, maybe it's a different form of it, but certainly it's not the Puritan because this isn't about no, being this pure. Is the, this no, is the Puritans about, were Christian. They placed right. it in a Christian context. This is not right. religious. No, this is, well, it is. It is. It is. It's just a different form of religion. Yes, it's what I call secular religion. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it is, it's different it is. in that way from the Puritan ideal. Um, because they were very uh, concerned about the continuity of community. Uh, they didn't stop having children or stop having sex, and neither did the Victorians. Right. The Victorians right. enjoyed sex. They just wanted it to be private right. and not jeopardize right. the stability of the family. Right, right. Yeah, this but is, now, this is, yeah. well, there are all these, these, all these double messages coming out. I mean, you have um, men and women who love the uh, the playboy mentality that that Hugh Hefner invented um right. and and the equivalent for women was the Cosmo girl Helen Gurley Brown's Cosmopolitan um magazine and um and now there's this massive reaction against both among women well yeah some yes that's true and but I still maintain I still maintain that there is a very uh, foundational belief system behind all this that resembles religion. Oh, there is, there is. And that's precisely where my research is interesting because I've been religious studies, but my field is um, secular religion. In other words, political ideologies that function very much the way religions function. They don't mediate the sacred, but in every other way they function as religion. They, they um, confer identity and meaning and purpose. They have sacred right. texts. They have special days. They have pilgrimage sites. Um, all, the, all the characteristic things about religion except the sacred. Well, it, well is it? No, they have, sac- they, they have what they believe is sacred. Because well, the goddess they, cult. The right. goddess so, cult. But that's an exception. Not many yeah. people are worshiping goddesses. They're well, there, but that's. But but isn't 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 worship, uh, Doctor Paul? Isn't worship a matter of what you put your heart into, and yes, so into? So, yes, but if, but I'm but no. In my field, I have to be very careful about definitions and not and and not eliminating the boundaries between 
you know, I don't want to say that everything is religion. I want to draw a line there. But I mean, but you're right. The parallels are very, very clear. Yeah, because I, I just think that you replace one God for another, whether it's whether it's a belief system or of some sort, whether it's uh, the God of the Bible or the, the whatever God it is, you just replace that. You change the name. You change uh, some words. You have a text. You basically worship that piece, and at the end of the day, you believe that's what's going to save you or save the lives of other people, and hence now you have a religion. And so, if you if you believe that, and you believe that to be true, and you put your faith in an ideal system, then that becomes your religion. Yes, I, it's a functional equivalent of religion, I would say. But, I mean, not, let's not argue about that because that's a technicality. The <laughs> basic point is correct. Yeah, well, I just think, I, to me, this, this just rings, this whole thing of the, this movement and watching these accusations fly down the road. And uh, listen, if, if people are guilty, people are guilty. I've got zero issues with that because if you are actually guilty, then I get it. Justice will prevail. But when we are trying, when we start seeing people trying to move into the realm of actually just for the purpose of ruining a person's reputation or career, then it, this is, this has crossed a boundary. And that's why it feels uh, that that's why it feels that this is more than just politics. It's this isn't even science at this point. It it's something beyond that. That is actually. I mean, I would say that even if some of the people who are targeted actually are guilty, there's still a problem because they're not being tried in court. The court system well, is being undermined or bypassed. I think that's a very that's very very true. I, that's that's an excellent point because we and have. And in not fact, I I want to go further. Even I want to say that that this um, ultimately presents a constitutional problem because if you have a constitution that separates church and state, and then you have a movement that that advertises itself as belief believe women, you know, then you're getting into the realm of a kind of religion and. and Instead of separating church and state, religion is entering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a problem. I mean, Americans no, have been arguing about church and state for generate for centuries, but this is a this is a major problem. But but okay, but haven't we misconstrued that church and state are separate? I mean, is that really what the Constitution says at that at that point? It, 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 well. It, it I mean, it really, doesn't, it, really it, it, it doesn't really say that the two are separate. Matter of fact, you could probably make an argument that the church had more to do with our constitution, right, than than anything else. If you want to make an argument for it, well, the argument what the constitution says is not that it doesn't say that religion has no place in society. It just says that that the state itself should not be partisan, should not rest on religious beliefs. Well, okay, all right. Well, that, that, that's fine. It's just that I, I just don't think that you, I don't think it's as clean a cut as we kind of want to make it. And I think that what happens is, is we have this crossover. So I, I, I don't, I don't believe it's that clean. I do believe it's a problem on both sides of the issue. I believe it's a religion problem. And I do believe that it is a government problem. And I believe, I, and I believe it's a judicial problem. And I believe that what we're going to see is because the Senate, what our, our, our own very own legislative branch, has a slush fund for sexual misconduct for crying out loud. So uh, you know that they've spent how many millions of dollars covering up sexual misconduct. So there's something screwed up in the system altogether, right? Yes, you are quite right. I wrote a paper so, on this, which is being published, by the way. It's, okay. it's in a journal called New Male Studies, and it's the January issue, and it's a huge essay. I, I wrote compulsively for about three weeks. I sat at my computer for 16 hours a day collecting all the data as it came in. Mm -hmm. There is a huge problem.
And and what do you, what do you, what do you, what are some of your early if you can if you don't mind sharing what are some of the early results? Well, I'm trying. Uh, I focus not so much on the witch hunt per se, but I I try to focus on this problem called identity harassment. I think we need to acknowledge publicly that there is a major problem for men in establishing a healthy identity, not necessarily as individuals, but as men. And and my definition of a healthy identity is the ability to make at least one contribution to society that is A, distinctive, B, necessary, and three, publicly valued. And if you can't do that, and then you can't have a healthy collective identity. And I think that men are reaching the point now because of the demise of fatherhood where, you know, a lot of men are just not going to have any sense of investment in society. Mm -hmm. So... So as we as we start, I, we, I'm sorry, I just realized where we're at in time. As we start to wrap this up, are, are, are we? I know you're putting out a paper. Is there any? Is there a book or something that you you've got coming out, or you and Catherine have coming out that we can look forward to seeing? Well, we have four volumes published, yeah. and uh, we've got two more in the pipeline. They yeah. might take a while. One, the final volume is. Um, called Transcending Misandry and Misogyny. And that is about the, the possibility, and I must tell you that it's a very remote possibility in our lifetime, of intersexual dialogue, which we developed that on the basis of inter-religious dialogue, but it's a much more rigorous process. But as, I, as Catherine and I have said, you know, we're more likely to live to see peace in the Middle East than we are in any kind of peace between men and women. <laughs> well, yes, I, I, I think there's, that's, that's, that's not only funny, I believe it's true. Uh, well, this has been an amazing eye-opener, and I appreciate what you and Catherine are doing, bringing this to the forefront. And sadly, we don't have the, the fame or the celebrity status people really willing to stand up because quite frankly they're afraid uh the the guys are afraid to do so uh and so they have to they remain in anonymity even though they believe this to be true which is sad and but at the same time i'm grateful that uh dr paul that you and Catherine young are are doing what you're doing right now to push this forward because i think it's i think it's something that we need to talk about and look at more closely and i think we need to even just logically say look this isn't working and this isn't the way it should be because we've cut out our judicial system and we're killing innocent people along the way. So not only uh, that, but we're getting to the point where we can't even we can't even have sexual relations. I mean, it's that mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Well, Dr. Paul, I want to thank you so much for being on uh, the program today. You have been an amazing guest, and thanks for letting yes. me prod you a little. Thank you for letting me prod you a little bit. I know I challenged you there a little. And That's okay. uh, it was it was all in it was it was all in good it was all in uh, just pulling out the information that I think people need to hear because I know yes, that indeed. there's that uh, we need to hear it so thank you again so much Dr. Well, Paul I appreciate your time well and, thank you uh, for letting look. me get on the air you got to get well. people talking absolutely thank you so much okay. Well, thank, thank you, Doctor. Appreciate it. Happy holidays, my friend. And uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to chat with Jay Izzo about all sorts of different things. And uh, we've got more coming up here on our big program. And uh, it is Christmas time in the Hollis Queens. Here we go. we got Christmas. Right now, more on the way.
Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company. At the age of 96, order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-835-0176 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-835-0176 now. Again, that's 800-835-0176. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Dan Perkins here for Songs and Stories for Soldiers with your veterans tip of the day. Did you know that the suicide rate for women vets is 12 times that of their sisters in civilian life? Did you know that one in four women vets feel uncomfortable about talking to people about their mental health issues? Did you know almost 600,000 women vets in America are suffering from PTSD? It's time to help. It's time for all of us to encourage our sisters, mothers, and wives to get help by contacting their local VA hospital clinic or community-based health care center. So if you know a woman vet that is suffering, go to VA.gov and find their nearest VA facility. This has been Dan Perkins of Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us with your veterans tip of the day. What air-breathing creature holds the deep diving record? Some think it's the whale. This is the Creation Moments Minute. The champion of deep diving is unquestionably the leatherback turtle. These air breathers can actually go down to a depth of at least 3,900 feet. That's nearly three-quarters of a mile. While all of us are in awe over the ability of the leatherback turtle, those who believe in evolution have a special reason to be surprised at what they're learning. According to evolution, whales and sea turtles evolved from creatures who live on the land. Evolutionists have a difficult time accounting for the extensive specialized changes required to turn a land turtle into a sea turtle capable of operating beneath three-quarters of a mile of water. However, those of us who know that all things were created by a wise creator understand that there is nothing God can't do. For CreationMomentsMinute.com, I'm Darren Marlar. Is the world famous Chicken Check Wire Radio Broadcast? Coast to coast and border to border on the tuning on the iTunes on Radio Loyalty and Stitcher. The brand new Chicken Check Wire app available in the App Store. ChickenCheckWire.us. You can stream the show live, twenty-four-seven replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. And we are going to go back to the Skype audio. 
And we're going to bring in the Internet Doctor, Mr. Jay Izzo, the big star. Star stage and screen, Jay Izzo. A big star, Jay Izzo. There, there he is. There the he great, is. The talented Jiggy Jaguar. That's right. The, 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 the great and talented and all-knowing Jay Izzo. And, and almighty Jiggy Jaguar. Well, yeah. see, what you need to do is when, when you go back and you, uh, it, next time you see Linda Kraft, the uh, fabulous yes. uh, Linda Kraft, you need to say that you are now the all-knowing Jay Izzo. <laughs> Let's so. see how far that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why don't we? Why don't, why don't you try that on Brittany? And see how that works out for you. Yeah, it won't go far. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, why, um, why, why don't you take your mom out to dinner and start with her? <laughs> the all-knowing. The all-knowing. The all-knowing Jigman Freud. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so before we get into the uh, to, to to what I want to get into with you, um, what yeah. what what did you make of uh, <laughs> Doctor Paul? <laughs> well, I mean, dude, I mean, he's okay. So he's way all, he's way too smart for this program. <laughs> he, is, he is way too smart. He is way too smart. Well, he is he is like okay. So first of all, let me just say this: he's he's not a wacko. No, he's not. Okay. He's he's not a wacko. No, and if anybody's if anybody's paying attention, um, he is absolutely right. You know, here are these people that are being accused of all these things, but who has gone to court? Well, that too. <laughs> that's yeah. another I deal. Mean, yeah, I mean, that's you're right about that, baby. You're right about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. We we're making accusations these people and nobody's going to court. Yeah. So we 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 literally have turned the judicial system into you are guilty till proven innocent. Yes. And he is so right on target about that. Because James if it, all somebody has to do is just come forward and say something it doesn't even have to be true. And they can just ruin it. So, yep. I, I I really I really love it, and it's just so interesting. I, and it, the truth, I was telling him the true story. This just happened a couple weeks ago. I was making a low fat lasagna. Yes, you could kind of do a lower fat lasagna for fifteen women, and. So, and they asked me to do that. And it's something I do occasionally because I love to cook and I'm really good at it. And so I'm, I cooked for the women and I came up with the wine pairings and I did the salad and the whole thing for them. And they were doing their little Christmas exchange thing. And so I'm sitting down eating dinner with the group of women because I'm the only guy and sitting around and the one lady looks at me, the one gal looks at me and says, it sucks to be a guy. In today's world, <laughs> it sucks to be a guy in today's world. Yeah, and and and, and you know what? You're kind of like, whoa. Yeah, I said, you know what? It's scary time. And and Dr. Paul was right. It's scary times. It really is. It's scary times. And uh, yeah, did you did you ever hear that word, Miss Andrew, before? No. <laughs> no, I knew nothing about it until today. Really? Yeah. Yes. So misogyny, misandria. That's yeah. I, I, I get them. I get them confused all the time. Misandry and misogyny. Yeah. Well, well, that says something about you, doesn't it? Well, that too. But yeah. that, 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 that that says a lot about me sometimes with some of the different things that I'm into and around. And but uh, I, I, the, the the main the main uh, deal I wanted sure. to get into today with you was uh, yeah. the fact that you were on assignment a few weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, you were meeting with the uh, the the fabulous and well built. I'll tell you that guy needs to work out more, uh, John yeah. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I, he needs to hit the weight I, room more, <laughs> dude. Dude, he, Johnny. Okay, boy. so yeah, I mean, okay, so first of all, the guy's arms are bigger than my head. Okay, and I'm and as James will tell you, if you get to see the you're pictures, you're a big dude. Probably, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm not a little guy. I am a big guy, and I'm not I'm not fat. I mean, I'm just a big man, and and I mean, I tower over him, and I have these broad shoulders. But that dude's arms were freaking 
killer. And his legs were freaking killer. And he he could not have been nicer, but dude, I'm just telling you, a 90-year-old guy could have beat him probably in a running race because he, I mean, he, he had, he was walking because he was so tight. I yeah, mean, he's he a was, big guy. He was that, oh, he, huge. And people were coming up to us, right? Here we are in Raleigh, North Carolina, downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, we're just. Oh, I bet, I bet that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, we're sitting down at his hotel uh, lounge and. Uh, we're, we're sitting down there and we're, you know, he's, he's having his diet Coke. I'm having a glass of bourbon. And by the way, we were there for three hours. And so we're, we're down there. And I mean, one person after another person is just staring at us. You know, of course I got the cowboy hat on and the whole thing. And, and they're looking at him. Matter of fact, they've ignored me at this point. I mean, one person after another, I've been completely ignored. They don't even care. But every other guy goes, dude, didn't I see you somewhere wrestle? Haven't I seen you on TV? And he w- he took, I don't know how many selfies he took, but he took, <laughs> I mean, I, I, he took a ton of them. But let me, let me just tell you something. The, the guy is, uh, the guy could not have been more honest and authentic and genuine. And he was upfront with me. He was cool. And, um, he, he loves doing your show. I mean, he just loves your show. Well, that's awesome. And, we love having him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he loves doing your show and he's one of these guys who is so grateful for every opportunity that he gets. And so he, um, is really, really grateful for the opportunities that he gets on your show. And he talked a lot about you. He really did. He, he talked about he put how me over. That's the, awesome. Yeah, he talks about how the Jimmy Jaguar program is just a great program and that uh, he loves doing it. I mean, he did. He, he said, you know, he said... Uh, he you know, said it James, probably in that, in, that, in that gravelly tone of his, but... but oh, you know, but, you got... Hey, brother. I got, brother, I got to tell you. I got to see that show. I love doing that show, man. I'll tell you, brother, I love doing the show. And, uh, That's awesome. And, and by the way, and by the way, and, and by the way I just want to say... John, if you're listening to me, man, I wasn't making fun of you. I'm just trying to do your voice, and that, and it's killing my throat. I tell you, honestly, okay. honestly, I, and I've and I've said this to him. I think on text a few times. He he really, if if he would push it, he could be a voiceover guy. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He could he could do some voiceover stuff, and I, it would, I'm telling you, he it got would some, go. He's got a, yeah, he's got natural. He's got some natural pipes there. And, uh, and he, he's really, really cool. You know, he was down there. I don't know. People don't know this probably about John. And we're talking about John Anderson here on the Jiggy Jaguar program here on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, 24-7, Jag 24-7. And what's the other one I'm missing? I'm missing one. AM, FM 24-7, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Radio, Radio Loyalty. I always forget Radio Loyalty. Anyway, uh... One of the God, I forgot where I was at. I got, I was, I got you lost were, in the. You, you, you were you were too busy with the plugs, baby. You 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 yeah, you, you were trying to. I, I, I'm trying to plug the program. <laughs> I try to plug. Anyway, I, he's got some natural pipes, but uh, what people don't know here's what it was. So what people don't know is that John has his own gym up in Nevada, California, which is Northern California, and he trains people at his gym and then he speaks uh around and he's trying to move a little bit more into the motivational speaking he's he's, he's trying to move more into that area outside of just the training speaking you know and yeah so yeah which is cool but he trains strong strong men and strong women that's awesome. who are trying to compete to get in strumming so he, one of his clients was a female who had won a strong woman contest in California and was down here for this major meet in Raleigh. And guess who was there from the guy's side? Uh, Adruna Zavikas was here. That is awesome. You have yeah, talked I about mean, him on this show a, few, a bunch of times. I, I have talked about Adruna Zavikas. 
So anyway, yes. Yeah, so all the big, I mean, all the big names. This was a major, major meet for these men and women. And what was interesting, John was talking to me about it, about him doing the strongman for the few years that he did it. You should have tried and to get him to introduce you to Drunas Cervicus. <laughs> I, if we if we could if we could have, I would have. I mean, I would have been happy to do it because. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, again, you know, I'm, I'm standing, you know, around six, five or so. So, you know, these guys are not necessarily six feet, five inches tall. They're about, you know, five, 11, six well, feet, yeah. but about five, 11, six feet wide. And, um, but anyway, that would have been awesome. But he, he, he had his gal down here and she paid his way. Now, what's interesting about that whole thing is what John tells me is, Back in the day, when they used to do strongman back in the day, they got appearance fees. Wow. So like, even, wow. So, yeah, so even if you lost, let's say you weren't in the, you, you still could walk away with 10000 a month just doing shows. Holy smokes. And he said, and he said, that's over. He said, it's all over now. He said, you got to be in the top four to make money. And wow. so, so I mean, because he said it used to be, yeah, we get our hotel paid for, you know, there were certain restaurants we could go to and eat whatever we wanted to eat, the whole thing, you know, they, you know, fly us down to South Africa, they give us an appearance fee, and then if we won, we get an extra, you know, twenty grand or whatever it would be. But he said, yeah, you could just make a living doing doing that, and that's not the way it is anymore. And I thought that was really really interesting. That strongman, it, it, which I think is still somewhat po- popular. Oh yeah, because Eddie uh, Hall and all these guys. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so we uh, we talked about it, and then coincidentally, he knew a guy that I kind of knew from Raleigh who was in strongman, and the best that he did was ever get into fourth, and he died at the age of twenty-seven, and his name was Johnny Perry. And I think I've heard Johnny, of that name. Yes, Johnny Perry was from Zebulon, North Carolina, which is about twenty miles. Uh, God, what east. a name, Zebulon, North Carolina. Yeah, oh, yeah, about twenty miles. East. <laughs> uh, well, you know, where are you, you from, know, son? Zebulon. Go ahead. Oh no, I, it, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> Do you know what the town right next door to Zebulon, North Carolina is? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Lizard Lick. Hey, you know, don't they have a towing? Uh, yes, they have, they have a that's towing exactly. It's Lizard Lick Towing is right next to Zebula, North Carolina. <laughs> yes, yes. True TV, Lizard. the Lizard Lick guys. Yes. They got that, uh, and those, that one guy's yeah, wife's a big perv magnet, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and I'm going to tell you something about those, <laughs> those, those boys from Lizard Lick. Those boys from Lizard Lick. Those are some big boys right there. Just, <laughs> they look like yeah. it. The oh, no, TV, no, no. TV adds 10 pounds. I think it added 100. No, no but they're like <laughs> six, 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 seven. <laughs> ah, you yes. Know. Oh, yeah, they're big. They're big <laughs> boys, man. Man, they're, they, man, they don't, they can't, I don't even think they, you know, like repo a Volkswagen because they can't get into it. I mean, they are big, big boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're 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 big. They're, those guys are big. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Johnny Perry uh, died in two thousand seven. He he got fourth, was the highest ranking he, he ever finished in uh, World Strongest Man, and uh, he was kind of the transition when uh, when John was just kind of getting out of it. Was when Johnny Perry was getting in, and of course died shortly after that. So it was cool. We had some connections there. That was a really cool deal. That is that is pretty cool. I'm 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 glad yeah. that you guys uh, and, and, had a good time well, and, and, and chit chat and did and the whole thing. We yeah we did. And let me let me just let me just say I want the audience to know here on the Jiggy Jaguar program. First of all, I want to publicly just say thank you. Uh, first of all, you allow me to co-host with you, and 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 we have a lot of fun together, and I enjoy doing it, and I'm having a blast, and I'm meeting all these people, and. Uh, to be able, I, I don't have this John Anderson connection if it's not for you. Yeah. So I, I, I am really, I, and I called you on the phone personally. People don't know. I, I called him on the phone just to say thank you because I was really grateful for it. But I want to publicly acknowledge 
to our listeners just how cool that was and to thank you publicly for um, allowing me to do this because I don't have that connection. And uh, I was thinking, you know, um, just the different people that we've been able to come in contact with and how they have really been so good. Marianne Clyde, who, you know, did Zentivity, she has been somebody we interviewed on the show and she has been nothing but amazing towards me and uh and again that none of that happens without you and so i am so grateful to you james and i'm so grateful to the jiggy jaguar program because this program has been more than something to do this program has been uh, a, a fun life experience for me to get to do things i would not have done had it not been for the program so uh, well, it's 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 you... it's definitely fun, man. We we have a blast, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a whole mess of stuff in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, so, in January we have Lee Haney coming on. So I know, and I'm so stoked about. <laughs> I no serious, right? So, do you remember? Do you, what was the magazine that? Uh, Oh gosh, what was his name? There used to be the Muscle Magazine. I think, matter of fact, it may have been called Muscle, right? And who oh, was? Good the, Lord, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's Flex. There's, there's, well, well, there's muscle, uh, muscle and Fitness. Muscle. There's uh, uh, Muscle Mag. There was uh, oh okay. Bodybuilding Lifestyles, which was Vince's magazine. Um, That's so- <laughs> That's that's something on on sometime on this show we we need to and maybe we'll get into it with Lee Haney if if, if right. uh, when he's on but Vince McMahon and the World Bodybuilding Federation we we need to <laughs> yeah because he's bringing back the XFL I need to bring back the WBF right yeah right, <laughs> right. yeah the WBF oh yeah that get out Gary well. Gary Perfect. Stridham and all those guys and. Oh my God. My, mighty, mighty, mighty Mike Quinn. You know the the, the mighty Mike Quinn. <laughs> and, oh my God! Uh, who were some of the other guys? Uh, Dar- Dar- Darren Draper, I think, is another one that was yeah, in there. Darren Draper. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. The what, WBF what was, baby. <laughs> the, the, what was, okay, so Muscle Fitness was the magazine. So see, what, m- muscle, muscle and fitness was. I always thought that was the magazine that was for. Everybody, you know, you, you could. You, right. They had little little articles and things in there on different things, and it was it was for it was for the average man. And then Flex Magazine was for the bodybuilders. You know, right, it always right. had like Ronnie Coleman or Flex Wheeler, or the you know Dorian Yates, the, these guys that are just absolutely huge muscle on top of muscle. You know, right. it, it 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 looks like the, the the time that Bugs Bunny went went to box the uh, went to box the guy on Looney Tunes and he and, and, and he flexed and the muscles piled up. That's that's what that's what that was. But um and and then there was all those other magazines. There was uh, there was Muscle Mag. There was um and then there was some of those magazines and you know. And I, and I don't understand, but there was a lot of these magazines, and I can't even remember what the hell they were called. But you'd see them in in the in in the grocery stores, right alongside, you know, Muscle and Fitness, and right. you'd flip through the magazines, and they didn't really have any content. It was more or less, it was just guys posing, and it was right. like you knew that they were doing that for a certain demographic. <laughs> if you know what I, if if you smell yeah. what the rock is cooking, and uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> they were doing that, they were doing that for a certain demographic. And what is what is uh, and and this is all got it. This has all got a point that that there. Um, back in the day, there was uh, my mom knew that I liked reading bodybuilding magazines. I you know had Flex magazine, had all the stuff. And so one time she decided she was going to buy me a bodybuilding magazine just for the hell of it. And she bought me one of those magazines. And I had to sit down with her and I had to say, here's the difference between the magazines. (laughs) And I started showing her different things. And she's like, oh. (laughs) And 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 did she follow that up with, you are the (laughs) all-knowing. 
<laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they 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 had those bodybuilding magazines, and I think honestly anymore because all this stuff has gone to the internet. Um, right. I think maybe there's muscle and fitness still, and maybe flex, but I really don't know if there's any other magazines out there anymore. Are there? Well, well, I know, it... I know, I know that I know that. Like the last time I picked up a Flex magazine, I, I had to flip through twenty five pages worth of ads till I got to, to 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 get to the table of contents. Well, is <laughs> I know, <laughs> so... I know. I, I, muscle this, I mean, muscle that, weigh well, this, know, but, weigh that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Joe Weeder, right, who died back in 2013 at the age of 93. Yes, Joe Weeder. Uh, Joe Weeder, who, by the Body way, building mafia. <laughs> yeah. No. Was, I mean, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, but I mean, right? He was. He really was responsible for all really what's doing it for them but that he's able to sell so much of it because these with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.